All right, Norm. So we're going to do something a little bit different for this. I kind of have a bit of a special episode because, you know, normally we're taking one thing and we're talking about it and we're, we're prepared and we go into it. And that's good because, I mean, that's what people want. You don't want to listen to a podcast where we're just all over the place. But at the same time, you know, we want to have uh, r- some real conversations. And so yesterday I was thinking about it and I was struggling with this thought of, basically an ontological question and you and i have conversations like this all the time before we start recording podcasts so i just figure we'll give people a chance to hear one so i'm thinking about why is there something instead of nothing and that question seems pretty simple like all right we're here we're having a podcast and there's a universe outside and maybe it goes on forever maybe it doesn't but why why is there a universe. So let's start with the simple, give me the, the philosophical explanations and then I'll tell you why that doesn't work for me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, in no particular order, let's take on the, the more current one. The, the, um, it's called the anthropic principle, which says that, of course, we exist because everything in, in the uh, immediate universe has tipped us toward that. The, how far out the planet is from the sun and and the the relative temperatures on the planet and 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 so that was all made for life Mm. and we're that life and so i mean i'm oversimplifying but that's that's essentially it that the universe is friendly i i'm an alien kind of person i think no in space no one can hear you scream and (laughs) and the universe is probably not as friendly to us as we think there are any number of ways instantly we could die at the wrong moment uh you know in in space for instance um so that's one thing the anthropic anthropic principle says there we are so shoot that one down okay so (laughs) basically with that i'm thinking all right, well, let's let's take life out of the equation. I see that th- that's saying, all right, we're here because we have to be here to observe it. Well, let's say we're not here, but there's still a universe. In that scenario, there's still a universe. There's still not nothing. There's something there. Why is there anything at all? <laughs> they, where, where's the background for that? Why is there a universe? Well, um, I'm, 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 I'm Stephen Hawking uh, and others of his ilk as if there could be ilk, ilk of such would uh, would they wrote about and, and and talk about that the universe is endless because it emerges it's sort of almost they certainly wouldn't cast it this way but almost a hindu reiteration of things uh, okay. uh or 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 a norse it all comes around starts again ragnarok and then we begin Physical circumstances, physics, whatever laws, wherever they come from, determine that something emerges out of nothing. Okay. Or or out of some other where that exists. All right. Now I've got you where I want you. <laughs> this is this is this is the meat of the issue for me. So we've laid the, the groundwork. Yes. This is where I I start to lose um, my comprehension of it. So we're getting down to um, cosmological origins of the universe. So the currently accepted one is that there was the Big Bang, 
And that was the beginning of time. And asking what happened before the Big Bang is a nonsensical question. And thinking about multiverses and that sort of thing, that's the realm of philosophy, not science. We can't go there. There's no way of measuring it. But at the same time, from the research I've done and from what you just said, you're, you're right. You're accurate in what you're saying. Scientists seem to say, well, the Big Bang arose out of quantum field fluctuations and then given an infinite amount of time, the Big Bang happened. There's still quantum fields. There's still, where did the quantum fields come from? Where did all of these things, how are these things just existing? And then on top of that, like you were saying, it's, it's a reiteration. So it does, even if they say things started with the Big Bang and there was nothing before it, although they've already admitted that there was quantum fields out there that the Big Bang came from, when time ends, regardless of how it ends, a big crunch, a big heat death, you know, and whatever the case is, what they seem to say is that given enough time, an infinite amount of time, essentially those quantum fields will fluctuate again and we're going to have some other reiteration. Yes. So it is an infinite cycle, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> my That's my answer. My problem with this is um, essentially when you go back all the way to like Aristotelian or the, un the uncaused cause, the way we're arguing this is that it's almost like a circular sort of reasoning. There's everything has a cause of some point. But there is no uncaused cause. We, we don't have one explained. We don't. We don't have one. Well, I mean, if you if you go to the the spiritual, people say God. Right. But, but you still have to ask about that. Well, where did God come exactly. from? Exactly. And if God is just infinite, somehow God <laughs> emerged. So, so. Right. So that that's my question: Is it, does that sort of logical model lead to the necessity of God? based off logical reasonings is there because we're we're basing there is no uncaused cause in this in this question in this model, right. so maybe not maybe not god in the traditional sense in in a traditional religious sense right. but do we have to admit some sort of being whether it's a quantum field or a religious deity or some sort of thing that was an uncaused cause at some point i admit no such thing <laughs> because because i just don't know see, see to me this this and it's fun this is fun uh, and and someone much smarter than i would give you much better responses but i i think to me i'm looking again at that that sphere on the curtain behind you to me this is like we're just at the position now in our abilities you know you look at a google map <laughs> And you and you and you zoom in, but what you when you do, all the roads go off, the, and you can't see out the edges, and you have to yeah. take the little hand and pull it along, and then you find more and more. Right. This is Google mapping for us. We, we, based on the information that we have, here's our best guesses. I, I, at some point, we may figure this out. I don't think in my life, but but we may figure it out. But but no, I don't. All one has to admit is that. Things are there. That's that's the certainty. Things are 
here. Well, I, it's <laughs> not I mean, a certainty, right? It's, it's, <laughs> you caught me. You got me. <laughs> but it just raises all kinds of interesting oh, yeah. questions, oh, yeah. you know, thinking about because looking at it that way, you bring infinities into the math. And then really weird things happen when you bring infinities into the math. Because given an infinite amount of time, every possibility will happen. We will have this conversation again. So if you have an infinite regression cycle, at some point, when the universe continually dies and then happens again and happens again, at some point in the infinite future, all of the atoms and molecules and particles and everything will line up exactly in this formation again, and we will have this exact podcast with all of our exact previous memories, and we'll essentially live forever but just with infinite amounts of time between our lives. Yes, yes, that that's that's a that's a, a quite a good way of expressing that. Which is, but scientists, you said scientists of you know they, they don't go into the multiverse thing. Actually, they're the ones who thought up the multiverse. Right. Uh, but what you just said now, I'm I'm going to have to not retract. But when I when I say no, I don't have to admit any such thing. What you've just described, where every possibility is all encased in in the infinite. All possible moments, all possible words, all possible beings in the infinite. That's what some of the medieval philosophers are saying, uh, trying to justify the idea of, of God, uh, not interfering, and yet knowing. How can we have, back to our free will thing, how can we have free will? And, and, and so if you think of the whole universe as an endless book, but you're on the outside, all of time, every moment is already there. Every possible iteration of the moment, turn right, turn left, do this, do that instead, is all there. So then we're just iterating it. But again, the Google map thing, we're within right. it so we can't see out of that. And those are the two, there's two different ways of looking at that infinity, but they both lead to the same consequence. One is if you have one universe that's infinite, you have all the possibilities. But the other one is if rather than the universe being infinite, you have the number of universes being infinite, we can live in a finite universe here and have one possibility, but we can have an infinite number of universes outside that encase all the possibilities. The end result is the same, but the mechanism is different. Correct. And it almost makes you wonder if, like you're saying with the Google Earth, you know, you start to look at microscopic um, structures, you know, covalent bonds or micro um, organisms. Then you look at us. And then you look out into the universe and it makes you wonder, is there just some kind of giant fractal pattern? Are we, you know, are we, are we some kind of microorganism inside of a being that's much bigger, larger There's than the universe? There's your man in black moments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Are we, or, or are, as some very uh, current philosophers like to take the matrix model and say, we're, we're just a program. It's, it, there are a number of people are, uh, now who are asserting the, the probability that we are... Get, I love this one. We are a simulation that is being run by people from the future, trying to figure out how we messed things up, and then by and then by backtracking all of our lives and all of the possibilities, running the simulations, they'll figure out where our decisions went and why they went that way. Because um, so it's all so you know we'll just run through our program. And right. And that's actually the rosy interpretation. The unrosy interpretation is that we're some failed third grade alien science project. Yes. 
<laughs> yes, there's that one too. Yep. He created a simulation. It turned out really bad. He probably got a D, and then he threw it on his shelf and never looked at it and again. And, and that's our universe. <laughs> yeah. So all of that stuff is really um, crazy and interesting. But I think that Kant probably brought in a different perspective, which is, uh, how do you say the word? Uh, noumenon. Um, not a phenomenon. A no- noumenon, which is essentially saying. All right, well, we've created all of these super complex out there theories about to try to explain the beginning, to try to explain why there's things. When in reality, maybe there's a perfectly rational explanation, but we can't explain it because we've never experienced it. We have never experienced nothing. So maybe nothing isn't really something that can exist because we we experience things through phenomenon through senses yes so if we can't sense something it doesn't mean that it's not there or it doesn't have guiding principles or it doesn't have it's impossible it just means that we can intuit it but we we can guess we can project but we can't know so we're trying to put we're trying to frame things in a way we can understand it through the senses. So we have a sense of time. So we're saying, okay, well, we started this podcast and we'll end it. There's a beginning and an end. So the universe must have a beginning and an end. Well, maybe there's perfectly mathematically perfect physical laws that say there doesn't have to be a beginning and an end, and that's just the way it is. And and you and you are exactly and I know because of your reading, because you you read widely, this is this is what the Hawking types were are saying. And it's so frustrating. <laughs> you, just, you just want there to be. Do you do you like to flip to the end of the book before you fi- are reading a novel? <laughs> but yeah, no, I I just it's sort of, I just wanted to to have the conversation like this, yes. something casual, just to show people that we come in prepared for the podcast, but occasionally things pop up that that break our brains too, Absolutely. and that's what makes it learning and philosophy in the first place. Absolutely.